Hello, hello, and welcome to another episode of My Violet Tendencies with me, Marvelous Matt Nixon. Before we go any further, I'd like to give a quick shout out to two wonderful, extremely extraordinary, beautiful human beings, that being names of Glenn Smith, Jacob Martinez, my two Patreon supporters. So thank you guys so much. Uh, You know, some people might scoff at me talking about having two Patreon supporters and being like, oh, it's not a lot, but you know, I'm not doing this for the money. I'm not doing this for, you know, to get rich and stuff like that. I'm doing it because I like doing it. And if you guys want to help and support and, you know, cost me, toss me a couple bucks, uh, you know, I greatly appreciate that. And I will continue to do my best at creating some sort of content, uh, to give you, get your money's worth. And, uh, yeah. So thank you guys so much. If you want to become your own or a Patreon supporter yourself, uh, you can go sign up at patreon.com slash, uh, podcast. And, uh, yeah. But, uh, before, before we get into our, this week's interview, uh, I want to talk about a certain photograph that I posted on social media that quite a few people were asking me, Hey, yo, what's the story behind this? And, uh, if you want to see this photograph yourself, you can go follow me on Twitter and Instagram at the Matt Nix. Uh, but the question, uh, photograph in question is a photograph I took, uh, many years ago of a big ass alligator just hanging out in the back of, uh, this van and, uh, in, in a elementary school gymnasium. So the story behind that is, so basically about probably about six, seven years ago, I used to work in, uh, in an elementary school and, uh, you know, I, I don't know if you guys remember growing up or going to school or camp or something like that. And they would always, they would bring the reptile guy and he would come and this guy would have all these different animals and, you know, Usually they, their, their big main event was a, a giant, you know, python that they have all the kids hold and stuff. And I'll get to that in a second. But, uh, but this guy had a giant alligator, um, a big alligator name of Bubba. And so when he got there, this giant alligator was like wrapped up in a tarp, like a, like a big tarp, you know, so he could kind of travel in peace. And, uh, he's like, Hey, can you help me, you know, unload him out of the truck? And I was like, uh, yeah, of course. Like, this is like the one chance in my life to touch an alligator. Of course, I'm going to fucking do it. So we slide him out of the back of the truck and we had these like big flatbed carts. So we, we loaded him on and then I rolled him inside the school and he kind of just chilled there. Like he did, he just gener- generally did not care about being moved around or not. Um, I'm sure he was doped up or something. Like I, I didn't even think about that until recently. Somebody was like, oh, he was probably heavily sedated. And, uh, that may be the case, but I'd like to not think about that. <laughs> so we're in there and he's hanging out and then they bring him out for the, for his performance, I suppose. And he's just chilling on the ground and he's just like talking about it. And he walks across the gym and he goes, Hey Bubba, why don't you come over here? And the alligator just kind of like rises up on its little stubby legs and just starts like waddling over to where he is. And then he's just like, okay, Bubba, that's far enough. And then the alligator would just like lay back down. And I was like, holy shit, dude, this thing's like so smart. <laughs> and, uh, and yeah, so like when we, at the end of the day, when we were loading him back into the truck, we kind of were just like, he's just like, oh, just get like hover over him and just kind of like lift him up underneath his, uh, his armpits and, uh, and lift him into the truck. So I'm, I'm sit- standing over this alligator. Just, he's just sitting there. I go underneath him and I try to like pick him up like a, like a dog, you know, just like, and he's so heavy. This thing's probably like, you know, 500 pounds, maybe more. 
and uh, I'm just like, dude, this thing's not moving. He's trying to lift the tail up, and I'm and we're just like, we looked. It looked like a like a hilarious bad comedy sketch, and uh, so then he goes, you know what? Forget this. Hey, Bubba, get in the truck. And then this fucking dinosaur just stands up and just kind of crawls up inside this guy's van and just like lay. So think of it as like a, like the big van that your mom probably had and uh, where it's like the two front seats and then the back was just all opened up and he just kind of slid inside the back of the truck and he's, he re- rested his head basically where like your center console would be. But there was like space there, so he was his head was there, and the rest of his body was taking up the rest of this truck. It was pretty insane, and I'm like, "You're just gonna drive like that?" And he's like, "Yeah, I do it all the time." I'm like, you are insane. Uh, but I also I made the mistake of telling this man uh, earlier in the day that I was like, "Hey, um, I like, I'll help you like move move these bins around and stuff, but just I just don't want to touch anything with snakes in it. I have like this deathly fear of snakes. Like I just can't I can't do snakes." So he's like, okay, okay, for sure. And then later on, when I mentioned that they do the, the thing with the python, and he's like, oh, he's like, I'm going to need a, a volunteer to uh, to help me get the snake out of the out of the bin. Uh, Mr. Nick, how about you come up here and help me? And I'm just like, this motherfucker, he knows, and he knows what he's doing. So I go up there, because I, I couldn't just not do it, right? So I go up there, and I'm just like, uh, what's going on? And he's just like, oh, he's like, this is the best way to get over your fear. He's like, you just got to do it. And I'm like, okay, okay, I got this, I got this. So I crack open this lid, and it's a big, like, Tupperware bin, you know. And I look inside, and there's this giant coiled-up albino python, you know, one of those yellow ones. And I'm like, okay. And so I reach in, and his head's, like, at the top. So I reach in, like, right around, like, his, his neck, and I try to scoop him up. And I lift him up, and as soon as, like, I touch the snake, I just felt like I got electrocuted. And I felt, like, the shock go through my entire body. And I got really fucking dizzy, and I, like, I legitimately almost, like, fainted. But I, like, but I didn't. I was, like, whoa. And I was just, like, okay, I got this. And I lifted him up, and I held it, and I pulled him out of the bin, and then I quickly handed him off to some children <laughs> and I ran away but uh but that was that was insane like I couldn't believe that I did that uh I probably wouldn't do that now um but yeah that was that's the story behind that um I don't know do you guys want to hear more stories about when I worked at an elementary school I don't know uh it was a fun time I definitely enjoyed it but uh this week's guest my good friend, who just celebrated a birthday this past Sunday, so make sure you go wish him happy birthday when you listen to this episode. Uh, my good friend, all the way from England, I don't know where he's living in England, but England nonetheless, uh, my good friend, you might have seen him on WWE NXT UK, Carlos Romo. <laughs> There's one thing, like, if you want to use it for future ones that I use, like, you don't need any, like, account or anything it's called jitsi like j-i-t-s-i jitsi yeah interesting is that like another video chatting thing yeah exactly the same and you just like send a link to the person the person joins you create create a custom link so i always put like funny names (laughs) (laughs) what's the funniest funniest name you put on there uh they're all like shitty puns to be honest uh, which one? Those are, those I, are I the best like, kind of puns. I did them all with like bars in Madrid. So we were, ha- were having drinks with my friends. 
I'd be like one one's called like Menuda History, and I said Menuda House Story, <laughs> like that. <laughs> so I feel that's pretty funny. I'm uh, not the comedian in the world, but he'll do. I'm the, I I love like bad puns and stuff like yeah. that. That's like my my go to humor. Uh, I posted this on online yesterday. Um, somebody that I know they they posted a screenshot of like Matthew McConaughey sitting in his house, and they're yeah. like, "Why do why does Matthew McConaughey have so many lucha masks in in his house?" And and my response to it is, uh, "Because they work the right, the right, the right." Like uh, <laughs> I read that and I didn't get the reference, and I felt, felt so stupid. I, I well, I showed it to my girlfriend, and she. You know, she she wrestles. She understands like wrestling jokes, but even okay. she was like, "Oh, oh, okay, I guess that is kind of funny." And I'm like, "See, I was like, I wasn't <laughs> going for like the ha 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 ha. Yeah. I really wanted it to be like if you're scrolling through and you see it, and they're like, I don't know what the fuck that means. But if you know, then you're like, oh, that's kind of funny. Yeah, <laughs> that's yeah. how I work. There's I work one in... that we we usually go to a karaoke bar in Madrid called Brindis. So I called it uh, the room chat social brain distancing. <laughs> you said it's a karaoke bar? Yeah. Nice. What's, uh, what's like your go-to karaoke songs? Uh, probably, I mean, Mr. Brightside. Duh. Oh, yeah. that's, dude, that's like my favorite, one of my favorite songs ever. And like yeah. people, people think like, oh, like really the killers and i'm just like yeah it's so good like it's like such a happy song yeah it's, it like, is. it's, it's almost impossible to be in a bad mood when you're listening to it because it's it so is, like yeah. ooh, like bouncy and shit i don't know i love that stuff it's always like mr Brightside, and we always sing some oasis oh yeah always is that better with this light or without because i feel like the background mm. has more light but my face has less maybe can you are you at a desk or something? Can you turn with the light be- uh, behind your computer? Maybe turn, but that's going to be uncomfortable. Let me bring my... Let me put some light here. Let me find something. Hell yeah. I can probably find something where I can like... Something like this. Yeah, fine. As long as he doesn't flash me in the fucking face, we'll be fine. <laughs> Dude. Yeah, hold on. Uh, 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 what can I do? What can I do? What can I do? Yeah, that'll be good. I mean, if you just, even if you had that light off, like, I think it was pretty good, lit pretty well. Yeah, let me check. If not, like, it could just be on my. I just don't want to have, like, the laptop on my knees. By the way, your video is frozen for, like, the last 10 minutes, but it's fine. I've been frozen? Oh, oh man. I found a perfect. Here. You're pretty good though. You're moving around. I see you. Yeah, there we go. Oh, there we go. That's good. That's perfect. It's like right up against the window and just putting it on the window. So it's about what what we're like we're coming like live across the world from each other. Yeah. Uh it's it's what is it? One 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 forty two here in uh in Chicago. What time yeah. is it over there? It's about like almost eight o'clock by you now. Yeah. 742 in the UK. That's crazy. I and I was uh I re, uh just a, about a week or two ago I was I was talking to uh Mark Andrews and I was kind of just like how's how's quarantine been like out, out in the UK? Like what's what's going on out by you guys with this whole covid bullshit happening? Fuck. How are you guys handling it? My phone was like buzzing so let me like turn it off. 
<laughs> no worries. What have I done? But whatever I've done, it was giving noise and it never does. So yeah, that's it. Sorry. There you go. <laughs> Your video is back. Wonderful. I'm here. <laughs> nice massive true t-shirt. Fuck yeah. Yeah. Okay. I poured myself a drink because what can go wrong with getting drunk and talking on the internet, right? No, absolutely not. <laughs> Every day when I wake up today, now it's like I feel like I'm, I feel like I've been drinking so much lately, more than usual. I suppose I haven't been drinking as much, but I always like try to like at least like either like every weekend or every two weekends like talk with friends and have a drink with them, even on Skype, just relax a bit. <laughs> yeah, no, it's been like doing doing this podcast like this. I've, I've been telling like the the other people I've had so far. Um, it's been like super awesome because you know we're supposed to be like keeping our distance from everybody yeah. and just not like interacting with people and we're all like let alone wrestlers being social people like just yeah. humans in general are like social we're social animals and we need to like yeah. interact with people and so this yeah. has been this has been nice <laughs> yeah i guess i was talking to mark what did mark say oh I, like i had just asked him i was like you know we're catching up a little bit and um Trying to get him, I'm trying to get him to do this show with me, but we'll see if uh, the powers that be will allow it. Um, but I just kind of was like, oh, like how's like how's quarantine been over by you guys? Like, I know it's been it's been pretty wild over here. Like, I've never seen Chicago so shut down. I've never seen like I get on the highway and usually there's like traffic every day, no matter what day or what time of night. And now it's just like nobody's on the highway, nobody's at the stores. It, it's it's freaky, man. How's yeah. how's it been out by you guys? Here is not too bad. I mean, it's probably worse than it that it's not too bad, because like, it's a fairly relaxed. We have like fairly relaxed rules, so we're allowed to like go out and like work out in the park for like an hour a day or like for a walk a day. If you go with like your housemates, you can go. In supermarkets, they tell you to like even if like to go on your own, even if you go with your housemates, like they force you to break into one person groups but um yeah like i went to the supermarket today and like the queue was like huge i was like what the fuck like in fact i had like one podcast i wanted to listen to so <laughs> <laughs> dang but, so they, they, they got you guys waiting outside the store to, to, yeah, to come in you know, yeah, yeah it's like all my stories and like they just have us like doing like fucking zigzag so we're not like next to each other but it's what it is like it's not too bad luckily like here we have a back garden so most of the days i just go out and like play some guitar or read a book or something just like allows me to get out of the house without getting out of the house yeah that's pretty nice i know uh like at my apartment we don't we we have a backyard but like or a back garden i should say yeah uh we have one but we it's like our landlord has like a he's a he's got a big dog that it's like a huge uh pit bull and he always, they always say like oh he's nice and he's been nice like with my girlfriend and stuff but every time i see him he looks like he wants to like rip my arms off so like and he kind of hangs out in the backyard and i'm just like you know what i will avoid that area for now and i love dogs but he he does not seem like a friendly dog at all you love dogs he doesn't love you <laughs> yeah yeah but uh, but yeah no it's it's been like that here too with like waiting to go in stores and stuff and they actually just said yesterday that starting May first 
they're gonna like require like if you leave your house you have to wear a mask you have to like yeah. you know have gloves on and shit and it's pretty wild like to to see like our world just becoming this like this is this is yeah. now the norm like we have to like adapt to it and yeah. I, I was talking to friends and saying like sure like loads of important things have happened throughout my life for example like like 9-11 i was like very little so i didn't have like that concept of like the understanding of the world so this is the first time that i'm living and i'm i think that i'm actually experiencing history like something that's going to be studied by people in like 500 years from now oh yeah yeah it's it's pretty crazy to think like this is like like everybody will look back like when we talk about like the the great depression or like here in, in in america i don't know how it was over over by you guys but like everybody talks about how like how hard times were then and like you know how people like um you know people like used to like because they, there was no money they couldn't like f buy food and shit like that like not not that it's like that here but like people would have to like they would boil their shoes to eat their shoes because it's leather and le leather is like an edible thing it's like oh, yeah. and it's like not that we're getting to that point but but we yeah. talk about like these things and it's like oh man i can't believe that happened here or like that happened and like in the civilized world yeah. and like now we're looking at it in a different way where it's like there's this like disease that's out there that we have to like you know we can't see it and that we, we can't like physically fight it yeah. we have to hide we have to like cover ourselves up and we have to just kind of like wait for it to go away or until yeah. they like figure out how a cure yeah I just wish I just like would love to see how like history books are going to write about this because like they're not going to say like and what did people do to pass the time oh they shared memes and <laughs> watched, like, <laughs> <on> Netflix. Like, <laughs> no, like nobody no history book is going to say that but that's what happening like and sometimes I think about it like okay that's like the reality that's what we're living now mm -hmm. like what things were happening in the stuff that we've studied that we didn't yeah. learn about like what was like life actually like you know it's gonna make for a really good <laughs> documentary one day i'm sure oh, yeah. yeah they're gonna talk about all these stupid people i don't so i don't know if it's happening over in the uk at all but we have people here that are protesting that, that they have oh. to stay at home yeah. and they're just like they're going out in in, in hundreds and, and thousands of people in, in these protest groups out like out in city halls just like protesting and shit. And uh, lo and behold, they're all getting sick <laughs> because they're interacting with each other. And they're just like, hey, yeah, like they can take this infection and get cured. That's fine. <laughs> yeah, it's like we're going to we're going to figure this out one way. Either everyone's going to die from this because yeah. they're stupid and they don't say at home or, you know, we figure out a cure and then. Go about living. Yeah, but that's uh, okay. We that's enough COVID talk. I feel like every week I'm like I'm like okay, guys, like let's we're going into this again. But uh, what like I mean, what else? You said you've been uh, you know hanging out, uh, playing some guitar, reading books yep. and stuff. Like, um, what uh like what else is what's what is what has life been for you since like we can't be wrestling and stuff? Like, what have, what have you been doing to pass your time? It's been hard, man. Like. I have highs and lows. I've been trying to stay positive. Like the other day I was saying, like, feels weird how positive I am feeling or like trying to stay throughout this whole time. Like the PMA in me is kicking like way more than usual. <laughs> well, that's, that's good in a way, but obviously there's like highs and lows. But most I've been doing is like, I've been playing guitar like, so the last 
maybe month and a half. I've played guitar more than in the last three years, probably. <laughs> uh, luckily, I borrowed a guitar from Travis Banks. Uh, I will return it to him once this is over and buy one. Here. One day. Lifesaver, legit lifesaver. Uh, been watching some Netflix shows. Well, any shows. Doesn't, they don't necessarily need to be Netflix. Reading books. Um, been playing PlayStation online quite a lot, to be honest. Oh, yeah? What have you been playing? So I've been playing mostly FIFA and GTA. I did play some Uncharted games, which I'm like going through, but then like I started going online on FIFA and GTA and that's like kept on my time. We've got <laughs> a like a kid, another wrestler from Madrid, uh called Rizzo, and a friend from us so, like we just used to get together at shows and we just like formed a crew and like we just do heists all the time. <laughs> that sounds fun. I uh yeah. I've, I've, I have GTA and I've, I've played the online, but I get so like frustrated playing it because like I'll sign on for like 10 minutes and then immediately there's guys like just like dropping bombs on me. And I'm like, what the yeah. hell? And it's the same guy. Like every time I respawn, it's the same <laughs> motherfucker coming after me. And I'm like, what did I do to you? Like, leave yeah. me alone. That's uh, why I don't like, play like shooter games because like, I shared a meme which was like, a crying cat saying like me logging into a shooter game and then like a pro with like a fucking scope shooting me yeah legit like i'm horrible at shooter games but like gta what we do is like we create a private session so we have none of those guys like fucking us fucking up with us oh that's pretty cool yeah so we created private session it's just the four of us and we just do the heist so we don't have anybody bothering us Oh, that sounds way more enjoyable. I'd have to I'd have to check that out then. Yeah, join us. <laughs> yeah, I'll join. I'll join the heist. Spanish, that's it. <laughs> oh man, yeah, it's it's been a lot of video games for me as well. I just uh, for the longest time, like I was only playing like Red Dead Redemption Two, and uh, dude, it's so good. And I just like I played through it. So like I beat the story mode, and then I started doing the online a little bit. But it's like kind of like buggy and stuff. But I just would play like the, after you beat the game, you just play the open world, and I'd just be hunting and doing all this other bullshit. And then I just started a new save file, so I was like, oh, I'll just play through the story mode again. And now I'm playing, um, well, Animal Crossing with my with my girlfriend, which has been great. I love it. I don't own a Switch, and I'm so sad because there's been so many games I've missed out on. Oh, dude, you got get the you should get a pick up a Switch Lite. Those guys are like yeah, it's like, like a little bit smaller, and they're they're so much cheaper. I just have no money at all now. Like it's not definitely not affordable right now. Obviously, oh, it's yeah. hard. So, but, <laughs> no, I feel that. Oh man, so I do get some time. That's definitely on my shopping list. <laughs> what? Uh, so with with WrestleMania weekend getting canceled, uh, I know you had a lot of big. Big bookings coming up in there. Uh, you want to talk about that? Talk about yeah, what, yeah. what kind of shows you had coming up in there. I, I, I remember specifically you were doing the G, uh, Jimmy Jimmy Lloyd's GCW yeah. show. I know I saw that one, which I was but, like uh, super surprised when like they announced me like basically a second after Jimmy Lloyd, and I was like, what? Uh, <laughs> when yeah, like when they just got in touch with me to get me on that show, I was like super happy. I was doing Glory Pro, which was like. Uh, Myron Reed and Super Crazy. I was like super looking forward oh, to that. Match. That would have been really awesome. Yeah, I was doing WrestleCon Super Show uh, against Ares for the Riot Lucha Libre Championship, and I was like so hyped for that too. Um, what else was I doing? I was doing 
um, Primetime Pro Wrestling, and I was doing uh, Black Label Pro, which like oh, okay. match never got announced, but I was told the match. And like when I was told the match, fuck, I was like so hyped. I was like, okay, like, you know, like one of those matches where you're like, if this match goes well, it's one of those that can get a lot of buzz. Well, yeah, like, no, definitely. It had the names on it to be one of those matches. Would have would it have been good or not? Like, we'll never know. Or maybe we'll <laughs> not in the future. Like, I don't even want to say what the match was, just in case it might happen in the future. No, no, definitely. But when when Mikey told me, I was like, "Fuck!" And then like a week later, everything happened. And I was like, "Oh, this isn't gonna happen, isn't it?" <laughs> Dude, yeah, I so I love Mikey so much. He's like, he's he's a mad scientist when it comes to like booking. Because yeah. he always he he just figures out these matches that are just like, oh shit! I never I never would have thought about that, but goddamn! Now that I've seen it, that's all I want to see. Yeah, it's like every show is there's there's at least two or three matches like that on every black label show where you're just like, man, those are those are gonna be fucking good. Yeah. And he's a great dude too. I fucking love him. He's always been like the best to us. So um there's one thing that happened on wrestlemania weekend last year which was supposed to be the first time we would we were gonna work for him mm-hmm. um and we were asked to do ref pro on the week of mania basically we were oh. starting to work for ref pro but like at that time andy told us like he was going to give us all all of his dates but we had to do the new york new york one too so we told Mikey, like, hey, Mikey, like, this is the person we work for most in the UK. Like, he's asked us to do that. We need to do it. His show is, like, starting, like, an hour before yours or half an hour. But he's going to let us open the show. Gresham was on the show, too. Mm-hmm. He was like, going to let us open the show, and then we'll come we'll come to yours. Are you okay with that? He was like, yeah, yeah, it's fine. And we basically, New York traffic, we never made it. Yeah, yeah, I remember. I remember that was at the. Actually, I think I was in the battle royal in that show. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So Gresh made it just to the main event. He legit was like lacing up his boots in the car and like traffic lights, and we just we legit got there to the show as the match we were supposed to be on just finished. Dang, and Mikey like sucks. and Mikey could have been uh, mad at us something, and he knew it wasn't our fault and. He was super cool with it and he said like we had no heat with him and then he's helped me out loads on like the times I've come over and every time he's like, Yeah, whenever you want to come over. And I'm super, super grateful for him. Like he's the best. Yeah, he he's awesome. Like he's reached out to, to me a couple times uh during all this craziness just to be like, Hey, how's it going? And you know, I check on him too a couple times and just you know, I know it's probably like it's difficult enough to deal with this this bullshit, but like having to care for kids in the same at the same time is like I can't even imagine just how difficult it is. Yeah, dude. Like, and I think about it. Obviously, you will know perfectly. But so financially, um, all of us wrestlers have taken a big hit from this. Mm-hmm. And then I think about promotions, and especially promotions that were running like Mania Weekend. Yeah. And fuck, like, my heart breaks from them. Because, like, behind those promotions, there's real people. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. stuff, like, Mike was posting about WrestleCon, and, like, it's it's just, like, it's, it's hard. Wild. It's wild. It's so like, wild. Yeah, like, it's something that's totally out of their hands and 
could legit ruin people's lives and it totally worries me and like obviously i took a bit heat and all of us wrestlers took a heat but like promoters like legit their lives could, could change like they could lose houses and stuff and it's hard yeah like. yeah it's it's pretty crazy like because obviously like doing doing anything in, in the entertainment business whether it be like you know promoting concerts or wrestling yeah. or anything like that like anything you do isn't guaranteed like it's all it's all like you know by chance you hope people show up you know <laughs> unless you know it's just you don't you can't prepare for something like this you know yeah. you're not like well in the event that there's a global pandemic and the entire world shuts down at least i have this in my back pocket you know you just don't think about that and and uh man yeah it's what a what a terrible time for it to happen like just timing wise like it just yeah. It, yeah. it fucked a lot of people yeah because yeah, if, if it had happened like a month and a half later even if it was it would have been bad like mania weekend would have happened like that's one of the biggest weekends if not the biggest weekend in all wrestling mm-hmm. i mean it's the biggest weekend of you know wrestling but in terms oh, of yeah. it, it's probably the biggest weekend too i was more thinking about indie because like obviously for wwe is the biggest weekend um and yeah like if it had happened like a month and a half later that would have been done already so at least that would have happened but still like is what you said there's nothing that can prepare you for that i saw like people tweeting about like having plan b's and everything and i was like dude i had plan a b and c so <laughs> yeah. Re- yeah legit i wrestle then i run training weeks like once a month in white wolf in madrid so i fly to madrid spend spend a week over there and run training week and then like whenever i need some extra cash sometimes i work like i don't talk much about that but i sometimes I do it if i need some extra cash or if i have like extra expenses and like sometimes i work um bars in like the premier league games something like that mm-hmm. it's like i had planned a b and c and all of those three went out of the window because of the global yeah. pandemic. like oh yeah dude i have no plan <laughs> no like even if you have plans they can be fucked like unless you're lucky and you work in an office and you can do that from home or something yeah it's i was very worried when when they started shutting stuff down and you know, I were other than than wrestling myself and running a wrestling company, which both again, the, both of those are out the window. Uh, I do I do work full time at Pro Wrestling Tees as well, and uh, thankfully, we we were deemed in um, what's the word? Uh, we can they're 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 letting us stay uh, stay open basically. You know to. Uh, essential business, yeah, that, that's the word I was thinking. But <laughs> uh, we were like we were deemed an essential business uh, because like we offer, um, you know, the the ability to to make clothing and stuff for like these other essential workers that are like yeah. you know working that are out there doing their doing their thing right now to help make the yeah. world not fall apart. Yeah. And uh, so thankfully we've been able to stay open like uh, in in the warehouse uh, portion of it, like the whole the front the front part is all closed, but. Uh, you know, online orders are still available. So, you know, if if anybody's you know looking to support their independent wrestlers right now that are definitely in need, um, you can still order their shirts through Pro Wrestling Tees, and we'll still print them. We're still sending them out. So it's still oh, it's yeah. still some source of income for for wrestlers, which I think oh, is yeah. like super important right now. That saved me. Like I put out T-shirts. I was like saving a design. I was like gonna put out some content before I put up the design. But when this happened, it was like, okay, no, I need it. Like, I put it up as soon as I knew Mania Weekend was going to be cancelled. And I was like, okay, I need it. 
yeah. and like putting those t-shirts out like has saved me for a bit like so i was thinking like probably i would have had to move back to spain at least for a few months until this was over because in spain i have a house like yeah. here i have to pay rent you have no if i have no income then i can't pay rent <laughs> so like yeah at least having the shirts out has allowed me i don't know for how long but like i'll probably get to stay here for another month and a half to who knows just and they haven't like i know some places they have and they've been talking about it uh over here at least by by doing a uh a rent rent freeze on on for people that like legitimately can't afford it and i think that's definitely something important that they need to like even consider doing because like you you know what are you going to do you're going to kick these people out on the streets and then what then they're going to become infected like a like that's terrible and 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 you know the literal sense but also now you're putting more people in danger of getting infected and spreading the disease more and now you're just becoming more of the problem than than a solution you know yeah like if there's no income there's no way you can pay rent or like anything sure you can have savings but those are only going to last for so long some people are going to have lots of savings some people are going to have very little and yeah it's like it's not much you can do and money's only going to last for so long so yeah luckily like so we had like being fully open like we had this agreement with our landlord which he said we can just pay utilities until this is over we still have to pay her the rent when this is over so like it's not that he's allowing us not to pay rent she's just owning it but at least like that helps with this time like whenever this is over i guess we can we'll be able to go out and make money again and try to like make up for that but still and like still have to pay utilities which is like a good cost like yeah yeah (laughs) obviously it's less than rent but still in like money that you just don't get yeah yeah still gotta you gotta keep the lights on at least it's a difficult situation but it's that for everyone like i've been trying not to like see myself as a victim or like picture myself in that way because i feel like we're all in the same situation yeah instead of like dueling in pity i'm just trying to stay positive and seeing of ways that i can make money or do things differently or like look for alternatives whatever it is i think and i think too like because everybody's like in the same situation uh like social media like i mean social media has always been like you know a roller coaster of emotions sometimes yeah. but like but I feel like people have been like coming together a little bit more and like it's it's definitely been a lot more positive stuff. Uh, yeah. Still a lot of negative stuff and also a lot of people posting uh, booty pictures and stuff. But <laughs> but, uh, but no, I think it's, it's important, you know, like we're we're all like, uh, you know, it, at, at, I guess at risk, you know, like, you know, I know a lot of people, you know, suffer from depression and stuff like that, yeah. too. So this is like a hard it's it's super hard, like just for everybody and you know keeping a positive mental attitude is definitely important especially now yep yeah i'm like i'm someone like has been open that i can struggle with that too and and that's why i said like because i I feel like also um another reason why i try to stay positive or like why i don't want to like just go fully into like pity and how sad this all is is because like if I start thinking about that and feeling pity for myself, I'm feeling sorry for myself, 
the only thing that's going to bring me sadness and sadness and sadness, like those are facts like that. That's there. That's happening. So I'm just yeah. trying to like find things that make me feel as good and as comfortable and like being while being aware of the situation, not focus on that so much because that can be such a negative effect. I'm here, like I'm away from my family. Um, there's no way of like going out and like socializing with friends. I don't have the thing that I love this wrestling. I don't get to go to concerts. So it's like, it's sad. Like the situation is sad. I'm, I'm worrying about the money. I don't know if I'm going to be able to pay rent in two months time. I don't know. Mm-hmm. If I'm going to be able to like do shopping or am I going to have to like shop for like the very cheapest stuff so I can like just survive. So if I think about all that, it could just like cripple you. So I'm just thinking, okay, I'm like working out every day, legit every day. There's not going to be a single day that I don't work out. And then I see pictures and like I see a picture from last year and I see a picture from now. It's like, oh shit, there's a change. Like I've always seen myself super skinny and like I've always had trouble like gaining muscle and like putting on weight. I was like, oh shit, like there's a change here. Okay, that's a positive. Oh, I'm <laughs> starting to play guitar again. Like, oh, I'm starting to like get the feeling back in my fingers okay that's a positive uh i'm starting to read back like this books that i had that i went to read for ages that i had in my shelf stocked for two years and i'm reading now great uh movies tv shows whatever like there's loads of stuff that i've been just trying to catch up with and doing like okay there's things that i've never had time to do let's make the most out of this i know like also some people feel pressured like you don't need to be active and make the most out of the time. Cause like that can also be a pressure to people like, fuck, like I'm here, but I'm not making the most out of this time. And when am I ever going to have that time again? That's totally mm-hmm. fine. Like I feel the way to approach this is just like, whatever makes you feel more comfortable and makes you feel happiest and cope with the situation better. That's what you got to do. I don't feel like we're in a situation or a place where we can judge anyone for what they do. It should be the total opposite. Like, do you want to go and create a YouTube channel? Go ahead. Do you want to start doing Instagram lives until people like mute you? That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I think it's, I think like, it's great. We'll methods and as long as like it keeps us sane and can we just get through it? Yeah, that's the, that's the important thing is just getting, getting through it is, is what yeah. we have to do. And, and like you said, if you want to, if you want to make content, that's, that's incredible. If you want to, just watch TV and, and catch up on a bunch of shows and movies you haven't seen. That's even, that's great. If you just want to sleep all day, like probably not the most ideal situation, but Hey, I, you know, I think it's awesome. Do it. <laughs> of course. Thank you. Yeah. But yeah you, and so you, you mentioned, um, obviously it sucks that like we can't like wrestle and we can't go to wrestling shows and stuff, but you also mentioned like missing out on concerts, which yeah. I know like for you, I know it's, it's gotta be yeah. fucking painful and, and same here, like there's I literally so right before they officially like shut everything down here in Chicago, yeah. uh, I was about to go see Wonder Years. They were doing a an acoustic set for their Burst and Decay album or uh, LP. Uh, and uh, they literally canceled it the day before. And I was like, no, I was like, I was hope fingers crossed. I was like, maybe I could at least get this in right before everything gets shut down. Yeah. But I mean, in retrospect, it was probably for the best idea. Oh yeah. It's actually funny that they—I think the last concert that happened in Chicago mm-hmm. before everything got shut down was uh, 
every time I die played in Chicago at, at the Metro. And because uh, Andy, Andy came into town and, he, and I told him, I was like, dude, you got to stop by the shop because he hasn't yeah. been here yet. And uh, so he came by and, and uh, he was he was awesome there. Um, and uh, it was so funny because we had we actually had Rhino there that day, like signing autographs for like uh, for, for something. And uh, so he was just like Rhino's hilarious, too. So he's just kind of like every time somebody would come into the store. Uh, he would just come out from the back and just be like, "Oh, hey, I'm the newest employee here. Uh, do you, let me know if you need any help with anything." And like, like the people, like fans that came in, would just be like, "Oh my god, it's Rhino!" Like <laughs> crazy. And he was talking to Andy, and like, I don't think he knew who Andy was. And uh, so I thought it was pretty funny. He's just like, "Hey, how's it going? I'm Rhino." <laughs> like just like, <laughs> but uh, like, he get me the shirt. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm I'm bummed I didn't go. I didn't end up going to the to the show. He invited us to go, but Castro went, and uh, yeah, he said it was awesome. And I think, but I think that that might have been like the last concert because it was like the next day, they everything just got shut down. Here there was a week where I was like it was back to back days, turnover and turnstile. Oh really? And, yeah, and I think like all the tours got canceled like the two days after that happened because it was like when Trump was shutting borders. Oh yeah. Those two gigs happened here. They were like, we're packing our bags and going back home because they're not going to let us back in. But like, I got the notification on my phone that I was like, going to see stick to your guns at Wembley. There was supporting Parkway drive. And like, I talked to George who's like also a wrestling fan, the drummer from stick to your guns. He's a sick dude. Like he's great. Like, I was going to go see them. I was like so hyped. I hadn't seen them in a long time. So I was hyped for that. And then I was going to see Microwave with some friends here in Birmingham. Do you know Microwave? Uh, I, I'm familiar with the name, but I don't know if I've ever listened to it. You them. probably like it. Like, is that kind of emo punk stuff we're Hell into? Yeah. Or you'd like <laughs> you know me all too well. Yeah, 100%. And, and I was like so hyped for that one. And then notification came up and I was like, no. <laughs> Uh, I was going yeah. to be buying Soho with a friend too, with Rufio, who's a wrestler too. And mm -hmm. so many gigs got canceled, and I don't even want to think about the rest that are going to come. Uh, yeah, I'm just like, like I, I, I was thinking about it too, and I was like, man, I haven't been to like a show in, in so long, and like now it's going to be God knows when, but I'm like, I'm keeping my fingers crossed that they get this shit figured out by September because I don't know if I can handle life if they cancel Riot Fest. Fest yeah. I just, Dude. I don't know what I would do, especially with them, with My Chemical Romance being the headliner. I was like... Oh, dude, I don't think I've even seen the lineup for Riot Fest. Well, all, all they had announced so far was they were just like, My Chemical Romance, re, re, uh, you know, reuniting as like the headliner and then they didn't even announce anything else yet. Really? But I was already like, I'll be there for that yeah, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck. I wanted to go. I really want to go to Fest. I need to go to Fest. Oh, the like the Fest? Yeah, the Fest, yeah. Yeah. I oh. uh I've been down there the like last couple of years. Like I've been down there for the wrestling, but I've yeah. I always like I'm always coming down and just like doing the show and then going home and like cuz I'm always with a carload of people that don't care about any of the bands. So I'm like, oh, guys, come on like I think Dude. like uh 2 years ago it might have been two years ago that like Descendants were there. I think I'm not sure. Or maybe maybe three. Possibly, I but I wanted to see them there. Luckily, we we did. Uh, so 
uh, there's a, a brewery here in Chicago called uh, 350 Brewing, and uh, every every year they do like a big fest uh, beer festival called 350 Fest, okay. and they do uh, they're like the guys that run this place. They're they're great dudes, awesome sure. dudes, super into punk rock, super yeah. into wrestling, and they um, they they had us do wrestling during the the festival. So they would have like it was inside this giant convention center. And they would have the ring on one side and then the stage on the other side. Oh. And they would do, um, like, every throughout the day, it was like one match would happen. And then after that match, then a band would play their set. And then oh. after that band's done, then another match would happen as the other band is setting up. And then oh, we'd yeah. go back and forth throughout the night. So, like, I remember the first year we did it, it was with, it was, um, I remember the, big, the bigger bands that were on that were, like, Less Than Jake. Yeah. And, and uh, I think real oh, it was less than Jake, real big fish, and See. then I think hmm, I don't remember who else was that year, but I think the next year after that was like me first in the Gimme Gimmies and like the Descendants, Fuck and yeah. uh, oh, and and uh, Menzingers. Oh, I love the Menzingers. I yeah, dude, it was it was so sick, and like you and 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 this, and you can imagine like a, a crowd of people that are just like hammered. Just yeah. right up against the ring, like you don't have to do anything, and they're just like super into it. Um, but then it was awesome, like when like I remember when Les and Jake played, they were just like they were on stage and they were like talking like look at the like like talking about the wrestling ring. They're like let's get a fucking circle pit around the wrestling ring, and I, me and Castro were standing like by the ring because we were like keeping people from getting yeah. into it. So yeah. we got into the ring and we just started like going like come on like. Throwing our arms around and then like then like the, the, there's a video somewhere of it, but we got a, a circle pit going around the wrestling ring during the show. Yeah, I'll look for it, but you need to send me that if you can find it. <laughs> yeah, I, I think I had it on my it's on my Instagram somewhere else. I'll, I'll I'll dig for that. Yeah. But yeah, man, I'm just like I'm like fuck. I, I'm and I'm so stoked that like you know just like how wrestling the wrestling business has kind of like adapted to this like no fans at shows thing as far as, far as what like what WWE is doing and like. Uh, IWTV is kind of like digging into like all these old shows and releasing older footage or shows that people haven't seen before. Uh, like they're getting content out there for people to watch, but like ba like bands have been doing it too. Like I've seen a couple like artists have been doing like acoustic sh sets on like on Facebook Live. So many Instagram lives, <laughs> so many. Like there was a it's time awesome. I had a friend telling me like she had like the schedules, but like I know like Tiger's show. I think it's like Thursdays they do. It's like 1.30 a.m. here in the U.K. when they do it. I saw a couple of Chuck Reagan ones. I've seen Biffy Clyro do like 6 p.m. U.K. time every Friday. So I just like tune in to whoever's playing and just watch awesome. songs. And yeah, it's cool. I think I'm thinking about maybe doing one for my birthday because my birthday is like May 10th. You're going to play some play some music? Maybe, maybe. But like, I'm not, the thing is, like, I'm not a good singer. When I, put, when I sang in a band, I used to, like, scream. And, like, the songs I played, whenever I sang, the things, the, whenever I did okay, it was because of when I, it was when I was, like, screaming out the top of my lungs. And that's not good <laughs> for the show. So if I do it, I don't know. If, if, like, how is that going to work? How is that going to go? But it's, like, I'm turning 25, and, I want to do. I wanted to do something special, and I'm gonna be definitely stuck at home. So maybe, maybe I'll do something like that. We'll see. Dang, you're, I didn't realize you were that young. Yeah, I think I, think I did know that. <laughs> probably. You probably did, but like, it's one of those things you forget. <laughs> I forget. Like, there's so many people like 
like in wrestling, I just I feel like I just assume everybody's the same age as me, unless they're like super old or like super young. Like in that middle age area, I'm just like, oh, you're probably my age. Like everybody's like around the same age, but like even like new kids that start, like I have kids, like we have kids that start in the in the academy, yeah. and I'm like, oh, I call them kid because like they're just starting out in wrestling, but they're like older than me, and I'm like, oh, sorry, like, yeah, like. But I'm the same. I feel with wrestling, you just feel like everyone's more or less the same age. Like, so Clemo Jerry is one of my best friends over here. And it was his birthday the other day. And only the other day I realized we are like 10 years apart. But I never really? thought about that. Yeah, I just never Damn. thought about that. I was like, yeah, he's my friend. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I, I think about that. Um, so I don't know if you're like if you're familiar with uh, like Elena Black or like Blair Onyx. The, yeah. They're like some Midwest girls over here. Um, uh, Elena Black, one of the she's from the Freelance well, Academy. Uh, show I did right. What's that? I think they were they were on the Freelance show I did. Probably yeah. Like the uh, scramble. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. The the she lance she lance yeah. scramble. But it's uh, it's crazy. Like so, I rode with, or they rode with me to a show, uh, to to a Glory Pro show, and like we're just talking about like stuff in the car, like music and everything. And then I'm just like, wait a minute. I was like, I realized it's like I, like the the age gap because I'm like, what? I have no idea what anything you guys are talking about. And I realized I was like, oh yeah, it's because I'm ten years older than both of you. Like, and I do, I just don't. I'm I'm at that that age now where I'm like. What's cool anymore? What are the kids into? I just—that's how I feel. I feel like I'm a, like I'm an old man. Show me your favorite TikToks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. This, this one goal I've set myself for the current for the quarantine is just not get on TikTok. <laughs> not yeah. I, I'll I'll browse some of them, but like no. I'm I'm like I'm not nearly as creative or funny to to do any of them. I don't even browse them. Like if someone sends me a funny one, it's like oh cool, but I don't like go into it. Also, because I know it would like take so much of my time to, like, I don't need to like get myself another social media where I can spend like another hour a day. <laughs> like, oh, yeah, yeah, I feel like if I posted anything, it would be so cringy. Like whenever I see TikToks, like the ninety percent of the times, I feel like cringed out. So <laughs> there's been some pretty good ones that I've seen though. Yeah. Where I'm like, I'm like, oh, that's so funny. But but I know I agree. Like there's some people that are just like, it's like, what are you doing? <laughs> Come on, man. That would probably be me. That would definitely be me if, like, if I decided to make any. You said you were listening to Bomb the Music Industry, dude. <laughs> holy shit! Okay, so I okay. I so I was playing like just like a random uh, Spotify playlist, and they came yeah. up, and I'm like, what? Like, what is this like band? Because like I, I was trying to figure out if I knew if I knew them and then I and then I looked at the name and I was like I've never even heard of this band and I'm like listening to it I'm like wow this is like a mixture of like ska punk uh and like the blues brothers this is just what it sounded like it's like it was I was like this sounds like a like a party like it just yeah, literally sounds like a party and I'm like oh shit and then as soon as I got home I'm like I I gotta see are they still like are they still making music like I wanna I wanna I would love to go see them at some point and then I saw that they broke up in 2014, but uh, and then I posted about it online and then just everybody's like yeah yeah this band I'm like I'm I'm so happy that like so many of my friends are like 
into this band because I like I'm, like now I can talk about this to, to people that understand and but then I'm also like what the fuck like, like nobody ever told me about this like, yeah like how do you miss out on that so I discovered Je- Jeff Rosenstock which I would guess is like the lead singer he was in the band I know he was in the band I don't know if he was like main singer or whatever uh, and again, it was the same thing. Like it just came up on a Spotify playlist. It was you in weird cities, and I was like, "Oh, what's this song? This song is fucking dope." And then I was like, "Okay, let's check out more of his stuff." And I was like, "Okay, I love this. Oh fuck, I love this." And I like just kept on playing it. Like I've been like spamming in like nonstop for like three days, and I've been messaging all my friends to be like, "Yo, what the fuck? Like, have you heard this? Like, <laughs> like." How is this song from 2015? And I just know, like, I just found out about it now. Like, what the fuck? And it, like, so I tweeted about it because I legit, like, saw the, like, I was listening to him. So I was like, oh, fuck, when is he coming? When I want to go and see him. Then I realized, and I was like, oh, yeah, they're not good. (laughs) Nothing. Nothing's happened. We're stuck at home. But isn't that, like, the best feeling, too? Like, I I was talking about that with my girlfriend. I was like, dude, I just love the feeling of like finding new music and not necessarily like music that's like new, but like new to me. And then I'm just like, and then you just fall so deeply in love with it. And you're just like, this is all I want to listen to for like the next couple of weeks. And it's just such a, it's such a great feeling that I feel like I don't get anymore. And then it's not, it's not because I'm not trying to find new music. I'm just like, I just feel like I'm not hearing shit that I'm like into as much. Yeah. There was, so I had that same feeling and I was thinking about it. I was like, um, I wasn't, there was a time where I wasn't looking into finding new music that actively. Cause it was, I, for a second, I felt like such a stupid thought. Of course, like I was completely wrong, but it was like, I think I feel like most of the bands that I would like, and I would really like, there's nothing that's really going to shock me or like, find something new that I'm going to be like, oh, fuck, what is this? This is new. This is mind-blowing stuff. And then this comes up and it's like, fuck, yes. Yeah. I watch a video of him playing a couple, like, a couple, I watch a couple of live videos. One was like this um, something, is it Little Elephant, those sessions? Yeah, I think so. I think so, I can remember. But he was playing You in Weird Cities and he was playing it like, twice as fast and it was punk as fuck yeah <laughs> so cool and it just like i was like okay i just want to be in like a fucking basement singing with friends and <laughs> and then i saw a video of him playing like that and hey allison at fest at the fest in florida and same it was like just <laughs> so fast <laughs> yeah, so fucking fast like the song itself is it's fast that's like what shocks me the most like the song itself is like the most punk song he has i think those two songs are like the fastest songs he has. And then he plays them like twice as fast. And it's like, oh, <laughs> God, my fingers, just his finger play, playing as fast until his fingers start bleeding. Yeah, like forearm, like fucking burning from. <laughs> I couldn't even like, I, so I, it's funny. Like you said, you've been playing guitar a lot. I, I, uh, right before this, uh, this quarantine happened, I shouldn't say like right before, but like a couple months before, I I had I had so many guitars like I I would just collect guitars because I in my head I was like I would love to learn how to play I was trying to teach myself how to play but I'm I'm left-handed too so like all these were right-handed guitars so I was like I got to get the strings fixed and then it just became like I, out of you know I didn't have time also yeah. but uh, but I got rid of all my guitars I had like what's that small trivia before you continue I was originally left-handed 
Like whenever oh. I grabbed the guitar as a kid, I would grab it like that. But then like when you I started switch? to learn, when I started to learn, they asked me and like my parents asked the teacher and it was like, if he can start, if he can learn the other way, it's going to be so much easier for him to find guitars and everything is just going to be so much comfortable. And they were like, okay. And I gave it a go and I could do it. But hey. I was originally left-handed. Keep going. Sorry. <laughs> no, no, no. You're good. Uh, I had, so I had like like four guitars and then i just i sold them all because i was just like you know what i'm like because i was planning on moving um and i and and i was like i I could use the extra money and just i was like they're just collecting dust so i sold them all in a a garage sale over the summer and but now i'm like damn i wish i would have kept one of them at least to uh to, to to i could teach myself how to play now i think i still have because i i i also bought a ukulele that i have and i think it might still be at my parents house so I think I should uh, check it out and see. Maybe I play some ukuleles on, anyway, on uh, like, Facebook. Live. Like some cheap guitars, like just to learn. Like the one I'm playing on now, it's like very cheap one. I'm like always like ashamed when I post videos online because even if I play the best I can play, I know it's not gonna get a great sound because just the instrument doesn't give it. But it's like, yeah, fuck yeah, like it's good enough to like let you play and let you learn, and then you move on to something bigger if you want to or not. Yeah, man. I just like, like, obviously, like wrestling is such a passion of mine, but like, I'm so like, I love music so much. And I've yeah. always, I've always wanted to be in a band, yeah. but I just like, I haven't had the time or like just the people around me, I guess that, that, that I could do, you know, something with, yeah. but um, I don't know, maybe coming out of quarantine, you can see a lot more, a lot yeah. more bands popping up a lot more. Uh, so this is a funny thing, same thing. Uh, so I used to be in a band. Uh, we only got to release like one EP, but decided to get some traction in Madrid, and we opened for like Polar and Capsize. So oh, we started, yeah, we started to make. We opened for like No Turning Back too. We did some like cool gigs with like international bands, and we started to get a bit of a name, a bit of a following. And I could see like, for example, the gig we played with Capsize, people were singing like to our songs more than they were singing to Capsize. We, we were like legit, like mind blown. We were playing, looking at each other, like. Is this happening? Whoa. Like, like yeah. they know our songs. We have like five songs. They know them all. <laughs> um, That's crazy. And then like we ended up splitting up because I wanted to take the band way more seriously and they didn't. Uh, and then some shit happened and basically we all stopped talking. Ooh. And yeah, so it was bad because they were like some of my best friends too. So and this quarantine, like just before quarantine, a friend put us back in touch together. Like really? what we had in common, he just went out on a night out with them. And I just happened to be on a night out here in the UK. And he messaged me and sent me a picture with them. And I was like laughing. I was in a good mood. I was like drunk and stuff. And I was like, yeah. And then he <laughs> made a WhatsApp group with all of us and left. Put the name yeah. on the line of the WhatsApp group. He left the group. And I was like, you guys short, sort your shit out. <laughs> and I was like, Oh, well, hello, I guess. <laughs> Dang, that's crazy. Uh, How much uh, time had passed in between since you talked to them last before then? Three years? Three three wow. years. Yeah. Um, so we started talking a little bit. And like during this quarantine, we did like one Skype call with the four of us, which was the first time like Dang. in four years that we had spoken. And then, like, there was one time the other guitarist and myself, we just played the EP back, and I was like, oh, fuck, do you remember how to play this? And I was like, oh, I remember this part. And it was like, I remember this part. And we were just, like, <laughs> bouncing off each other. 
And we're talking like, fuck, maybe it'd be cool like once it's over to just do one gig for friends, just one in Madrid. So we so we can just like get that out of our systems and have our friends come, have a good time. And that's it, like nothing more. Like we all have our lives and we just can't do it. But fuck, it was like, why don't we just get together one more time and have fun? And we're like, maybe. Mm. So when's the next EP coming out? <laughs> Never. <laughs> I started trying to write in to write some songs because I was like, okay, maybe like you can try doing this quarantine to maybe gain to writing some music again. But what I said to myself is like, I don't want to feel pressured. Like if I feel like writing or something comes up naturally, that will like I will do it. But right now, what I usually do is I just want to learn songs that I like <laughs> and like <laughs> I can enjoy that. But if do you, you have, like, like, do you have like no. digital copies of the of your the EP, yeah. the first one? Mm -hmm. Ooh, you have to send me send me it. I'd love to hear that. Yeah, I will. Like I feel like the first two songs, the intro and the first two songs are like very good, especially for what we were capable of at the time. Mm -hmm. The third one is okay. The fourth one. It's just not as good. It was incredible life, but in the EP, it sounds sh so shit. I sing horribly. I cringe so bad. Uh, I'm sure it's uh, good. Dude, it's it's bad. But <laughs> the first two songs are good. Like the first two songs, if I didn't know them and someone played them to me, I would enjoy it. I say that. I mean, that's awesome. Maybe someone will be like, no, they're still shit, and they were probably right. <laughs> but I'm proud of those. <laughs> do you care if I do you care if I play it on the on this podcast at the end? Sure. Yeah, that's cool. Sweet. Yeah, yeah. When this goes up, I'll I'll have it uh, close out the show. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Hell yeah. Uh, so we got a couple questions from uh, yeah. from folks yeah. on the on the old social media machine. Oh yeah. Uh, let's jump into some of these. Let's see. I gotta read. I'm reading off my second screen here, so I gotta lean over because my eyes are such shit. Um. Do, 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 do. Not a question, but Juice Pro Wrestling, uh, Pro Wrestling Podcast out of Chicago at JP Dub Podcast on Twitter. Uh, when I posted about interviewing, they were just like, "Awesome, Carlos is a good dude with the metal fingers." So, yeah. shout out to those guys. Yeah, I've met them at Warrior shows and stuff. And oh yeah, fuck. yeah, they're, they're great dudes. Yeah, fuck yeah. Uh, not another question. Uh, at zero four seven eleven on Twitter says, "Dope, go team White Wolf." Yeah, Go Team White Wolf. <laughs> and uh, I guess we, we we didn't really talk about uh, you guys being in uh, NXT UK and stuff like that, but that's somebody asked uh, at Platinum Saki on Twitter. They said uh, they said we we see you more in NXT UK, but I said will we see you more? Probably. Okay. Uh, what's uh, talk about that? What was your experience uh, doing stuff with them? And and uh, is there any talk of uh, any kind of potential return? It wasn't. Okay. An incredible experience it was completely mind-blowing so we spent a whole week training in the pc in the uk pc and then we went to glasgow to the tapings uh, we were told we might get a dark match but we didn't know mm -hmm. um so we just went there and trained and that was it we had never wrestled in scotland that was funny like we had wrestled <laughs> all over the uk but we had never wrestled in scotland we had wrestled in newcastle which which isn't like that far but that was like the farthest up north we had made it um and then we were told we were wrestling on the second day and it was going to be on actual tv and i was like oh fuck yeah that's great and that's we were 
there were people that recognized us and I was like, oh, fuck. Like, because we, we were expecting absolutely nobody to know us. Being up, up there in Glasgow would be like, I don't think anybody will know us, but we came out and it was like, oh, there's people knowing us here. And then the thing <laughs> that always, uh, it was great because we wrestled Gallus. So they were like hometown boys. And it was oh, like, yeah. fucking packed. There were like 2,000 people there. Like, I was looking there when I walked out. It was like, okay, yeah, this looks like one of the house shows I used to go to. Yeah. Like, the ones in Madrid, they would be way bigger, but it felt like that. It felt like big. It didn't feel like an indie event. It definitely felt like a WWE house show more than like an NXT UK taping, per se, let's say. Yeah. Um, and the thing I remember the most, and Aki and I always talked about that and spoke, like we looked at each other and we knew, but then we talked about it when we were coming back um, after the match was done. We saw like some kids like sprint to the barriers and try to shake our hands, like sprint for the lives and like being asked, like, <laughs> please. And we shook their hands and we just went past the curtain and we looked at each other like, we just said to each other with the, with the eyes like, fuck, have you seen that? Like, <laughs> cool. That was so cool. Like, I remember being that kid and like running and I remember like Mickey James, like shaking my hand and then having glitter on my hand for like a day and a half. Last <laughs> the following day and be like, yeah, this is Mickey James glitter. Look, look, look. She shook my hand and Ray Mysterio did this thing with the mask with me. Fuck yeah, that's the coolest thing ever. And then I saw like those kids running, and maybe one of those kids would go like, "Oh, those guys shook my hand. That's the best day of my life." And I was like, "Fuck, that was so cool. That was like mind blowing shit." And the whole experience was great. Like I really enjoyed it. Love training there. Um, yeah, I had a great time. Um, then obviously, a kid got offered a contract. Um, there's some stuff that's happened after that that I've never really spoken about it uh, publicly. That sure. I wanted, I might, I might, because I wanted to talk about it in a promo, but because you don't know when that's gonna happen. Basically, I was asked to do another tryout for them, mm-hmm. um, and I very politely rejected it, not because I don't want to be there, because I feel like it's great and that'd be great. But I was at a point where I was like, I'd spent a couple of months on my own already mm-hmm. or three or whatever, a few months already on my own. And I felt that I could grow so much more. I was really enjoying that. I was really discovering myself. And if I, if I eventually end up signing with them at any point, um, I want to be someone when I go there, like, and I want to feel like I'm the best version of myself I can be. Yeah, no, I understand. You want to like uh, prove your worth, kind of. Exactly. So I was like signed to get some singles matches and start to see like I could do stuff and finding my steps, still finding my socks. I was doing most, most of the stuff I was doing was intact. So I was mm-hmm. like in my steps in the singles in, in singles competition. I was traveling to the States. I was doing lots of cool things, many cool things with Ref Pro. And it's like, I feel like I need more time on the indies. Like, I don't even know. I wasn't even offered a contract. I was offered a tryout. So it's not like oh, I turned down yeah. a contract. But even with that, it's like, I was really flattered. I was like, yeah, let, let's talk maybe in the future. I don't know. But I want to, I feel like 
there's so much for me to grow in the indies right now. And I was really enjoying myself in the ring, really enjoying what I was doing, really enjoying the whole process of like learning and like knowing myself and seeing what was happening and traveling and doing everything. And I feel like there's, at the time I felt like there's no rush. Um, I'm still young. Uh, and if, if they're interested in me, if I keep developing, the pe- sorry, developing and getting better, surely that would be probably inter- interesting in the future. Like, if I get better, why would it be less interested, right? Yeah, no, absolutely. So yeah, these are hot right now, like, too. First time I've talked about it. But, yeah, that happened. No, so that's, we- that's awesome. It's, it's admirable, too, because, like, you think probably most people would probably, like, immediately jump on that like any opportunity they got but you're, you're kind of like you know what like i want to i want to present myself in the best possible way that i can i want to i want to prove that i'm i'm i have worth you know outside of just like a tryout you want them to come to you and be like listen we seen what you've been doing out there we've seen you you know hustling going to the states working all these big indies we need you on our team yeah, and that's that's have, kind of i want to have that following i want to feel that good about myself and be like fuck yeah i got this like i'm fucking sick i'm fi- i feel good about myself it's like that being like okay dude like here's a body of work for you like this is cool and it was a risky choice at the time because i wasn't making loads of money or anything it's not like mm-hmm. okay yeah i can stay here because i make a grand of merch every month <laughs> <laughs> like financially wise the best would have been to do the tryout and pray for a contract <laughs> <laughs> yeah maybe but i felt at the time um i put i would say like maybe career perspective and just like yeah like fulfillment and creativity and just just thinking like long term instead of short term because it's it was never a note to them it was like please let's talk later yeah no yeah they and, and i'm sure they respect that too yeah so yeah it was a risky decision but that was the decision i made <laughs> um let's see what we got here at ruth is an otter which is a great handle yeah. uh they ask favorite music venue and wrestling venue, ones that you've been at and ones that you'd like to go to. Dude, I saw that question yesterday. I've been trying to think about it, and I uh, couldn't come up with an answer. <laughs> with the music one, with the wrestling one, I think I can. Uh, wrestling one, your call is probably my favorite. Your call and and La Tabacalera, the old White Wolf venue. Oh yeah, that it looks sweet. Magical. That was fucking magical. Like backstage rubbish there was like no back <laughs> floor okay and dirty floor because it was like um i don't it's know the calling you... card of any wrestling venue sorry as it's the calling card of every wrestling venue <laughs> yeah. legit so it's like um a self-sufficient uh, venue where like collectives would run it and most of the collectives weren't like very professional or something uh <laughs> it was like tough but the shows there were magical and Yoko is just magical. I, first, I, I saw my first indie show in, at Yoko. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Was it, uh, so, was it Rev Pro? Yeah, it was Rev Pro. So Aikid and I, Aikid and I and some other friends from Spain, we went to train to the UK 
for like a week the first time we went to train to UK. And we just checked if there were any shows and it was Uprising, which had that famous Osprey and Vader match. Oh, man. I remember that. So the card was fucking amazing. Like, yeah. I remember some matches. I remember it was Vader and Osprey, Ricochet versus Pete Dunne, uh, Chris Hero versus Marty Skrull, which at the time it just fucking blew my mind. It, like, jeez. My head exploded. It was Jay White, which when he when he was in excursion versus Josh Bodum. Uh, I think it was like Ryan Smile and PJ Black and announced against two unlimited. Damn. Dude, the card was like fucking sick. It was Sha Samuels versus Big Demo. <laughs> it was such Big a Demo. great, show. incredible show. Uh, that was like when Rev Pro was at its hottest too. I feel. Yeah. I think it was Zack Sabre Jr. versus Jeff Cobb, too. Ooh. Dude, like, that show was so good. And I was like, fuck, this thing. And, and obviously, because I've never experienced indie wrestling, I remember walking into the venue and seeing all the wrestlers at merch and be like, you guys are just <laughs> hanging out? Fuck. What the heck? Yeah. And <laughs> we're speaking to Hero, because there's, like, some Spanish fans know this already, but so Chris Hero was at the first show of what ended up becoming White Wolf. Really, uh, the first show they did like maybe like half an hour away from Madrid. The main event was Claudio versus Hero. Ah, yeah. Uh, Aki started training like a week after that, so he never got to like be on That's that amazing. show and meet him and everything. But we, every time I've met Hero, I've met him a couple of times. I met him there and obviously at NXT UK. And we were talking at NXT UK, and we like he's insane. He's like one of my favorite wrestlers, if not my favorite. He's so, so nice. Like Danielson and him. Uh, and we were talking and we would have a conversation about the tattoos that my trainer had. Oh, really? What the fuck, man? Like, how do you remember this? Obviously, <laughs> well, I'm huge into basketball too. So there was a topic there. And like my, my coach, my first trainer had like a Drasen Petrovic here. And oh, then, really? like, On his yeah. arm? Yeah, yeah. One, Drasen Petrovic here and Spain World Champions 2006 here. Oh, so that's he, badass. That. Yeah. yeah. We you... had a about that and he was like, yeah, tell Alex I told him da da And then I t Alex messaged me and was like, tell him, uh, I told him Lakers were going to win the ring with the soul. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, Dang, that that's was funny. Cool. Have you but been yeah, watching the Chicago Bulls uh, documentary that's been going on here? Yeah, fuck yeah. Dude, it's so good, right? Yeah, it's so fucking good. It's, it's so uh, I, I was telling uh, telling somebody here that like for me like growing I grew up in that era. Like that was like at the height of like basketball popularity like in Chicago and yeah. you know especially with with how good they were and every yeah. like everybody knew everything. And I think at that time especially at the uh, during their last run, I yeah. was like eight or nine years old, and uh, and I was just like everybody was just obsessed with basketball at that time, and uh, and it's, so it's but it's cool to because I it's like you grew up in that you've seen it all you know you know the story, but yeah. like to now see and hear all the stories like behind the scenes and like all the little little things the dealings going on with contracts and stuff it's super yeah. interesting. All the Scotty Pippen stuff I had no idea. Yeah, I mean, I've heard stories, but years old. Yeah, he. Yeah, I love Scotty Pippen. Seen fuckloads of videos and highlights, but I didn't know anything behind the scenes and seeing all that is like 
fuck? How is Cardiff even the 112, no, 122nd? Yeah. Like, 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 so, so, what? Just criminally underpaid. It was, it's insane. You know, you know, I love the ball. So, and I mentioned Hero being like one of my favorite wrestlers and he was an inspiration. And like, you can see that in my gear. I've never done it so blandly because he's, he, that's his thing. But the first two proper sets of gear I did, one was with like, lakers color scheme and the other one with like was with bulls color scheme oh yeah yeah i have one which is like red uh silver it was silver instead of white and black and the first time i went to chicago when we did warrior as soon as i landed on the airport went straight to the arena and watched them oh play. really yeah dude i wear i wore my i brought my jordan and my rose jerseys and i was like <laughs> Fuck yeah, this is good. And it was the best <laughs> day of my life. They went to two overtimes, and like even the second overtime had like a buzzer beater that was just out of time. So it was a shitty campaign for the Bulls. But mm. that day, it was insane. And I was like so, so happy. I went on my own and just went like, fuck it. I'm just getting an Uber to the stadium and going there. <laughs> yeah, dude, they've, they've been pretty bad like in the last couple of years. And it's kind of it kind of suck. I still I love going to games, especially because it's cheap to go now. But uh, it's I I love basketball. I love the Bulls. Even when they're shit, I'm still gonna support them. I'm still gonna go. I have I have a blast being there. Um, but yeah, like they because obviously natural light has gone. Yeah, we're, we're reaching the <laughs> sorry the depths of of uh, of the nighttime there. Uh, I think we got another oh. Yeah, somebody else. Said, I'm not gonna read their handle because it's so long. I don't know why. Uh, I assume because it's very jumbled and not in English, but it looks like it says "best match that you've had." Yeah. <laughs> what do you think the best match that you've had is uh, in in the in the span of your career so far? Um, I or always. Favorite. It's probably a tie between two. It's probably a tie between uh, Saber and Makabe. Ooh. So I wrestled Zack Sabre Jr. for RefPro on April uh, last year. It was mm-hmm. a week after, after the WWE thing. So the last, oh, yeah. like the day after the tapings, I didn't know I was wrestling him. And the day after the tapings, legit, like so I was coming back to the hotel. And then when I was like leaving the hotel, I went to the lobby. I was checking out. And then I was on a bus from the previous night already. Like, fuck, <laughs> it's the coolest day ever. And like, the reaction online was so positive and everything. And then I get a notification on my phone. It's like, oh, I'm wrestling Sex Saber Jr. in a week. <laughs> what ah, the fuck? That's uh, awesome. Yeah, and it was great. It was like everything I expected from the match. The only reason why that match is not my favorite match is because I know I'm such a different and better wrestler at the time. So, sorry, right now, like... I hadn't figured myself out at the time. Sure. I knew some stuff about myself, but I'm a hundred times the wrestler I was. So even if that match went well, and if I did well in that match, I think like Andy Quillen from Refer was very happy with it. And Saber said he was happy with it too, and everybody that watched said it was good. Um, I know if I had that match right now, it would be a whole nother animal. And even like the match with Maccabi, the match with Maccabi was five months after that. So it's not like a huge period of time. But in those five months, you can see a lot of growth. 
like a lot. Yeah. Still, like if I, I, th- I think if I had the match with Maccabi now, it would be even better because I feel the difference, the difference between that time and now. I've been really discovering myself, finding my shit, and obviously that's an ongoing process that goes forever. Yeah, no, you're, it's. Uh, I think it's Ric Flair that says if if there's ever a point in wrestling where you feel like you're done learning and done getting better, then get the fuck out because yeah, yeah. there's 100%. no point in doing it anymore. Yeah, of course. And and I know I have a long way to go, but yeah, those two matches, the Maccabi one got like a great reaction the moment it happened. I love Maccabi. I love him too. And that's Great something dude. like those are people that I like seeing wrestle, seeing wrestle, and mm-hmm. those are people that I like on a personal level too. Yeah, yeah, he's such a good dude. Yeah, hundred percent. And it's something um, that I've wanted to do more. So when I was in Team White Wolf, um, I would leave most of the technical stuff to Akid because he's obviously great on the ground on the mat and like he has a great ground game. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that's something I've always loved. So when I started training, I would go to Aikido every time because people would hate like technical wrestling in Spain. So after every session, I would go to him and be like, "Hey, can you t- teach me some tech, please?" And then the following <laughs> week, be like, "Hey," because we train like once a week when I first started. And the following week, I would, I would come to him again and be like, "Hey, can you remind me everything? I've forgotten everything." And then <laughs> I would keep on coming back to him all the time. But I never really got to showcase that in the ring. And because I didn't do it that often, whenever I got to do it, I don't think I was that proficient. But that's why I said, like, when I started doing single stuff and then I got to wrestle Saber and we said, like, we wrestled for, like, seven minutes. I was like, fuck yeah. When have I done this? Never. <laughs> I wrestled my cabin, it was the same. And when I wrestled Richway, we did, like, mostly improv and mostly just grapple around. And that's something I always wanted to do but never really had the chance. And the two matches I've had with, like, super technical people or people very well known for the technical game i would i would definitely love to learn more of that style too because uh for me growing up i was uh in amateur wrestling for most of my life and and i love i love like uh you know like a good like a ground scramble you know trying to like you know jockeying for position like that's that's so much fun to me and i like i really miss doing that (laughs) dude we had we had it so finishing what i was saying like so some of my best matches have been against people that are like proficient in technical wrestling and more like gravitating towards that side in that match. So that's definitely a path that I want to follow. Uh, I I still will do some flying and I know like, and I enjoy it, just jumping around <laughs> the place and doing stuff yeah. like that. But I want, I want for technical wrestling and for submissions to be like a bigger part, part of my offense and of my game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you were saying about like scrambling around. There was so Eddie Kingston spent a few months over here in the UK, and there was one training session that he ran, and we just did the Shark Tank, and we just had oh. like one guy and everybody coming in and wrestling that guy for a minute. Oh and man, I was so happy. It was so much fun, because <laughs> dude, I was like having the best time because I was some, with some people. I was like, okay, I'm gonna grapple, like kind of shoot but not shoot. Mm-hmm. So with some people, I would do it like more towards grappling. With some people, I would do more like towards like technical and chain wrestling. With some people, I would try to throw in a sequence. Uh, with some people, there was a challenge that I did to myself. There was like, I'm going to try to put these people in the convoluted holes I do in the matches without letting them know to see if I can get them into all of them. 
and it was like such a great experience dude i fucking love that dude, it <laughs> it's a good so, learning experience so fucking cool it was great uh i got one or two more questions for you uh one of them is actually it was it was submitted late for last episode but i told him i was like listen it's a good question i'm gonna <laughs> okay. leave it in and i'm gonna ask the next person that i have on so uh christian romero who uh He's one of the hosts for Two Two Heels and a Face podcast here yep. in Chicago as well. He said, um, "What what has made you laugh recently?" What has made me laugh? <sighs> a few things, but I'm trying to think because I'm really thinking. I'm watching Afterlife uh, with Ricky Gervais. Oh. <laughs> It's it's made me sad, but it's made me laugh a lot too. Uh, sad laughter. Yeah, sad laughter. I watched this shitty show called Too Hot to Handle. Oh wait, is that uh, what is that? Because I I feel like I've seen something it's like that about Netflix, the... which is like kind of Love Island. So they put these like ten really hot people in an island. They think they're gonna have like the summer of our lives, just party, sex, woo. <laughs> And whenever they get there, they just tell them, oh, yeah, the rules are no kissing, no sex, and not even touching yourselves. There you go. Enjoy your stay. <laughs> That's on Netflix, right? Yeah. So it's oh, okay. really bad. But oh, I, I got to check it out. out. <laughs> and then Have just – yeah, go ahead. Oh, I'm sorry. Like, uh, there's uh, – I, I think it's on TLC here in, okay. in, uh, in, in the States, but it's – it's called, uh, I think it's called 90 Day Fiance or something like that. So, something like that, where it's like, they just, these two oh, people that just like, they meet and they have 90 days to figure out if they're going to get married or not. And they have oh. to get married. Either they do or they don't. And it's just like this. I've just seen like the, the memes of it online and just pictures of the guy who looks like this, like this no neck to like, like gross looking dude. And, the girl's like this, like super hot, like Asian, like mail order bride kind of deal, and I'm just like, damn, dude, this is like kind of fucked up. But it's like, yeah. I need to watch this shit. Like, trash television is is great. Yeah, there was one like that in Spain, which was like married at first sight. So the first thing oh. on the first thing on the show was they were getting married, and then they would have the time to figure out if they wanted to keep the marriage or not. Oh man, they were actually married already. Like that's the first thing. <laughs> they just they're they're committed yeah and yeah like i've been watching the office which i haven't finished yet i know i know the, the american one oh, yes the american one <laughs> uh so i've been watching the office that's made me laugh loads uh and just playing with like gta with friends has been hilarious fucking hilarious that's yeah, good yeah. good yeah. shit to make your laugh uh, yeah. The last question I have is from uh, my good pal Scrump, who is the host of the PWT cast. I feel like a oh. lot of my questions are just submitted from other podcasts, but that's, that's great. Me. At least we're getting stuff. Yeah, that's that's probably because I that's the questions they would like to ask. I'd be like, yes. Fuck, I want this question. In. So uh, he asks, uh, "What do you think happened to Atlantis?" <sighs> it was a great movie. Hell yeah, dude! <laughs> and a great video crazy. game, dude. The PS One video game. Oh, there's a game. Yeah. Yeah. If I'm if I'm not wrong, I think I played loads that game, and I could never get past it. 
yeah. <laughs> Dude, you yeah. know what I, I didn't even notice until recently oh. is uh, the guy who did the animation for the, that Disney Atlantis movie uh, is also the guy who was the, the comic book artist for the Hellboy comics. Oh, fuck. That's so sick. And, yeah, and if you like, if you look at the artwork style, you're just like, oh yeah, it makes sense. Yeah. But like, yeah. I was like, whoa, I didn't know that. That's awesome. That's so cool. Well, yeah, like now that you've asked this question, I'm gonna go and like investigate about it and read a little bit about it. I've been trying to some of the reads, like just not only not only just fiction, but nonfiction and just stories, and trying to learn some history and everything. So. I'm trying to like culturize myself a little bit too more. Like I've always been trying to be like literate and culture mm-hmm. studied, but I'm trying to take it one step forward. So it's always good to continue to expand your mind and and yeah. to learn. Exactly. I'm uh, I'm the same way, but for me, it's mostly watching documentaries and just <laughs> I'm like I used to read so much, but now I'm just yeah. like my my brain my brain does not allow me to like sit and read anymore which kind of sucks but dude it's really really hard for me but i just do it in small doses and try to make it through documentaries are definitely easier but (laughs) i enjoyed reading and when i read again and and then i sit there for a good half an hour an hour or two hours if i get fucking stuck in it then i feel really good about myself so hell yeah well dude thanks for sitting down and, and and recording with me this has been so much fun uh, especially you. since we're across the across the yeah. damn globe from each other, it's yeah, nighttime just, behind you. I could see it now. Yeah, catching up with a friend. Yeah, dude, it's like night now. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Um, before we jump out of here, then, do you have uh, anything you want to plug? Any any merch stores? Any any anything? The floor uh, is yours, my friend. Um, social media is Carlos Carlos Romo PW on Twitter and Instagram. Uh. My email over there, it's over there, but there's no bookings at the time. So, but if you want to shoot <laughs> an email, just message me about whatever you can do. Uh, and I have a merch store, which is carlosromo.bigcartel.com. Uh, I have a few t-shirts left, very few actually, luckily. Uh, <laughs> but I still have a few t-shirts left there. So check them out if you want one. I'm still shipping. So Hell yeah, make sure you guys buy them. Yeah, hell yeah. Well, dude, uh, thanks for sitting down with me. Uh, I guess I will talk to you soon, my friend. Of course we do. Hell yeah. Take care, man. Take care. I made a promise to myself a day That I enjoy the time that I had left It's what you taught me I've ever learned Your strength and love for Forever with life I made a promise to myself that day That I enjoy the time that I have lost That's what you taught me
Like you did in the times when you got my back